That intro, though, how good is that? <laughs> Ayo, welcome to My Cover Podcast. I'm your host, Mel. I would like to give a shout out to my fellow killers that have been hanging in there, patiently awaiting this launch. I thank you. If you're new here, welcome, killers. Welcome to my, my Killer Podcast. I will be flying solo for the duration. That could change, might not, but who knows what the future is going to hold. Nobody saw 2020 coming and what a dumpster fire that shit was. Am I right? That being said, happy new year. I have high hopes for this year, but to be honest, it's already starting to feel a little 2020-ish. Anybody agree with me there? (laughs) Either way, I hope you're entertained by this podcast, but if you don't find it horrifyingly interesting, please feel free to peace out with love. Uh, No hard feelings on my part. If you choose to stick around and become part of my terrifying gang of killers, then prepare for some truly gruesome stuff. Because <laughs> that's what I'm all about here. I'm all about the gruesome, the morbid, the horrifying, the terrifying, the shit that keeps you up at night. But I'm assuming if you're here, you are all about that stuff as well. So we are going to get along real nice. Um, A brief rundown on what the podcast is going to be about. As you have deduced, this is a horror show, and every so often we will be doing the deep dive into the darkness of literature, cinema, and real-life horror, and sometimes some other shit. And we will also be having beers while we do it. So drink with me, and let's have a talk about... It's all in the ways of satisfying those morbid little curiosities we all have hidden deep dark in our little soul. I do plan on doing some reviews on new books and movies from time to time, but will most likely not be throwing out all the spoiler alerts. Frankly, I'm just probably not going to remember all of them. I'm not going to remember to do it all the time. So just know that I am definitely going to attempt to let you know what the next episode is going to be about so you can do all your reading, all your watching, and all your research beforehand so you can follow along with me. I also don't plan on throwing out any trigger warnings. This is a horror podcast, so you just need to know coming into this that we're going to be having some gruesome conversations and we're going to be talking about some scary stuff. So if this isn't for you, peace out with love. Thank you for stopping by. If this sounds like your jam, then thank you for joining me and let's go down this horrifying road together. Uh, If you want to get to know me a little better, first we got to talk about where it all started for me. Uh, Some of you have already heard this story, so feel free to skip forward to the next topic. But if you're new here and you don't know, we are going to talk about my momster. And the more I'm in this genre and the more I talk about it, the more I realize that there are plenty of people out there that have the same childhood that I had and can completely relate to what I'm about to tell you. My mom, when I was young, was an incredible horror freak. She still is to this day. She's just, I don't live there anymore, so I don't really know how bad it is anymore. But when I was a kid, this woman was watching horror movies all the time, except for Sundays, because that's the day for God. Long story behind that weird shit. (laughs) But she had this incredible VHS collection of old school B horror movies and it was amazing and back in my day I'm a VHS kid I grew up watching all my favorite movies on VHS first 
all of her movies were at our disposal. There was never a moment where she was ever like, hey, you can't watch that movie. It is rated R or it is horror. She was more often than not like, hey, I'm in the living room watching this movie. So you can either sit here and watch it with me and wait your turn and then watch whatever the fuck you want after. Or uh, you can go outside and play until I'm done. So me being the creepy horror fiend that I was as well, I would sit there and watch these movies with her and then she would peace out, go to bed, and then I'd be sitting in the living room on my myself like, what the hell do I do now? I'm so scared. And then I'd watch another horror movie. But I, I do need to put emphasis on I was very young when this was going down. This was just how my life, I this is just how I always remembered my childhood being was we would be watching, I mean, we didn't always watch horror movies. We watched all kinds of stuff. But, you know, we did watch a ton of horror movies. And I just, now, those movies are some of my favorite movies of all time. And I do want to mention that I grew up just fine. I am not a serial killer. I am not a bad person in any way. For those of you out there that think horror movies turn kids bad, it's just, it's it's not true all the time. It's not true all the time. There's definitely a mixture of different things that happen to a child when they're younger that create that monster that they become. And it's not just the movies and the video games. Just so you know. Or at least that's my opinion. You tell me if you feel differently. I also lived out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I lived out in the middle of the country. My house was surrounded by long stretches of cornfields and then the other side of my house was long stretches of just thick woods and about 100 feet from our doorstep probably further than that maybe like two or three hundred feet from our doorstep was a little creek with a bridge and that's where I spent the majority of my time was in the woods and by the creek and just being a creepy little kid. I like to describe it like one of the little towns that Stephen King writes about in his horror movies and his horror books. It's just this little creepy house in the middle of nowhere with the cornfield and I always joke, I joke with my mom about how her ground is sour, like they say in Pet Cemetery, but I honestly think that it is because my house was clearly haunted or it the house was haunted by the creepy people that lived there. Either way, weird shit happened and maybe I'll get into some of that in some later episodes, but... <laughs> Right now, just know that my childhood was creepy as fuck. That formulated the person that I am today. And my flavor of horror is very much the cheesy B horror movies that are comedic in nature. And they just have like the most ridiculous special effects. And the outrageous B cheesy horror movies from the 80s is where my heart lies. Those movies, you cannot top them. They're standing the test of time. And with Gen X right now, refinding those movies and making them popular today is the most amazing thing that can ever happen. I just cannot say enough how those movies are standing the test of time. Some of these horror movies that you see today, you watch them and they go away and then you never hear from them again. And these 80s horror movies are coming back and they're making a big they're making a big scene right now and I am loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. Some of my favorite horror movies from when I was a child includes uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, the Tommy Knockers, Lost Boys, Chopping Mall, A Deadly Friend. You know, 
A Deadly Friend was my all-time favorite horror movie when I was a kid. And I come to find out as an adult, a lot of people don't know about that movie. And it's a movie about these teenagers um, and the girl, she dies and then they bring her back as a robot and she's evil and she runs around and kills people. And I watch it now and it's it's a slow burn. But most of the really good horror movies from back in the day are going to be a slow burn. But it also falls a little bit into the B-horror movie, but it's not so much cheesy and funny like, say, Blood Diner is. It's more like Chopping Mall where it's trying to be serious kind of thing. Hellraiser was another one that I used to watch all the time when I was a kid. My mom had this one on VHS. And in my mind, I'm just like, what fucking parent lets their kid watch Hellraiser of all of all movies? There's literally a man skinned alive in this movie. And then he progresses throughout the rest of the movie, this walking skinless evil man. <laughs> so fucked up. And Nightbreed. Nightbreed is another one that I used to watch all the time. So what we used to do is there used to be video stores back in the day, if you can believe it or not, kids. And you would go in there and you would rent VHS tapes. And I don't know if you've ever seen a VHS tape, but it's like this rectangular, thick plastic thing. And it has ribbons of um, recorded material in it, much like a cassette tape. But I'm guessing if you don't know what a VHS is, you don't know what a cassette tape is either. But maybe you do. And then the movie is on there. And you pushed this giant plastic thing into a VHS player and then it would play the movie for you. But then you also had to rewind the movie if you wanted to watch it again to start it from the beginning. And some of you guys will remember the age old saying, be kind, rewind. <laughs> That's what we used to do. My mom, my mom and dad would take me to Movies America was the name of our video store. And they would let me pick whatever movie that I wanted. A lot of times I was picking out horror movies like the ones I just mentioned. But sometimes I would run over and pick out like a Sylvester Stallone movie. Or I was really big into Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I would grab one of his movies all the time. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like Running Man was one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, which was written by Stephen King. I don't know if you guys know that. A lot of people don't know that, but it was. But that movie is absolutely insane. Check it out if you haven't seen it. But some of my mom's favorite horror movies include The Stuff, Pet Cemetery, Parasite, Swamp Thing, Night Flyer, and Midnight Me Train. Midnight Me Train is a little newer movie, so she's still very much dig in the horror these days her flavor of horror very much falls into like zombies she she loves night of the living dead um that's one of her all-time favorite movies and she loves the walking dead tv show so zombies is her jam that's where she falls into but she had just the most epic vhs collection of just some of the shittiest horror movies and some of the greatest horror movies of all time and from what I understand, I, she has weeded out several VHS movies, but she, her collection still stands. And I believe she still actually has a VHS player, so she can still watch that stuff. But my question is, I, <laughs> I have seen people say that they're into collecting VHS tapes, and I'm just wondering why. Because <laughs> it's not like a record where you... You play the record on a record player and it has this like in-depth sound to the music that you don't get anymore. And 
and that kind of thing. But VHS movies was actually one of the shittier ways to watch a movie because the quality was terrible. Movies these days with like the 4K and, you know, HD and all of that shit, they're so much better. And when they remaster an old horror movie and you get to see all the things that you couldn't see before, because when you watch a VHS movie, it's everything is fucking blurry. <laughs> Even the shit that's supposed to be in focus is fucking blurry to an extent. But, you know, you can still tell what it is. But everything in the background is blurry. You don't get to see any of that stuff. It's just like insinuations that there are things that are there, which kind of, you know, I guess it, with a horror movie made it terrifying. But because you could never really see what was moving in the background. But that's just not it's not a way to watch a movie. You know what I mean? It's not you don't want to go back and watch one of those movies and be like, man, this is such a good experience because to me, I guess it's it's not really a good experience. I guess the nostalgia behind it, it, maybe that's why people do it. I don't know. (laughs) And they're so big and bulky and they take up so much space right now. I am like dying because I have all these DVDs that take up so much less space than a VHS movie would. But I don't know what to do with them. I have too many. (laughs) So now I'm like rebuying my DVDs digitally it's just a nightmare. It's it's an absolute nightmare. Anyway, moving on. Sorry for that horrific tangent. I just went on. So I get asked this question all the time. Or when I tell people, yeah, I have a horror podcast or I'm starting a horror podcast or something like that. Their first question to me is always like, oh, what's your favorite horror movie? And I feel like my answers are always so fucking loaded. I feel like I'm put on the spot. I can't think of anything. So most of the time I'm just like, who can choose? There's too many. They're all so good, which is a fucking lie. They're not all good. (laughs) And then my other answer is usually like I start spitting out like a list of five or six horror movies that I just remember off the top of my head. And then later I'm kicking myself because I'm like, why didn't I say this one? Or why didn't I say that one? I left out all of like the good ones and just said all the ones that I could remember, which is also a loaded question because yeah, I like all those movies, but at the same time, it's like, they're not my, they're not my favorite. Like I can't have a million favorite movies. I do have one movie that's not necessarily a horror movie, but I do have one movie that has stuck with me through the test of time. And I have watched it over and over and over again. This was my ride or die movie. This is the movie I would, every single night, I would fall asleep to it in high school. And then I brought this movie with me to college. And every single night, I would fall asleep to this movie in college. I have literally seen the beginning of this movie 800 million times and have only seen the end <laughs> like maybe 50 times (laughs) because I literally would just fall asleep to it and then wake up in the morning and clearly be over. That movie is The Burps. So calm down. I know what you're saying. I know what you're going to say. That's not a horror movie. Fair. Fair enough. It's technically not a horror movie. It's technically a dark comedy, but I'm going to count it because there is a certain amount of mayhem and evil and murder in that movie that you can technically count it as like a horror comedy. It's by written word, a dark comedy, dark comedy, horror comedy, whatever. It's all the same. So the Burbs was released in 1989 as a dark comedy starring Tom Hanks. I'm not going to go into great detail about this movie because I may do an episode on it later. Like I said, I realize it's not strictly a horror movie, but to me, it's a horror comedy. So a a short synopsis of this movie is deep 
in suburbia, Ray Peterson's much-needed staycation comes to an abrupt halt when the creepy Klopex, a horrifyingly odd family, move in right next door. Enlisting the help of his paranoid buddy Art, played by Rick Ducommon, and military vet neighbor Rumsfield, played by Bruce Dern, tagging along annoying neighborhood boy Ricky, played by Corey Feldman, Ray sends his wife and his son away on a trip so they can secretly conduct an investigation on the creepy Klopex after the mysterious disappearance of an elderly neighbor. Ray and his cohorts risk their lives to save their suburban cul-de-sac from the clutches of pure evil. Right? Does that not sound like a horror movie? But it also sounds incredibly entertaining and it has some pretty high name comedians in there. So horror comedy. I'm saying it. And it sounds great. You should check it out. (laughs) It is such a good movie. I don't know why of all movies that that's the one that I have seen the most. That, that movie, I have literally seen that movie more times than I've seen anything in my life. And still, to this day, I want to watch that movie. And I never get tired of it. You know how you've seen a movie a hundred times and you, su- you, like, you still super love it, but then when you start watching it, you're like, ugh, I'm bored. I've seen this too many times. This is not that way for me. But you cannot find this movie for free or even to buy on freaking anything. So... on voodoo you can rent it but you cannot fucking buy it like why is that why is that this movie is so fucking old let me buy it digitally i have the dvd but i want the digital version because i want to be able to just pop it on whenever i want to watch it so i am 80s born i'm 90s grown and i watched most of my favorite movies for the first time on vhs like i said I also loved collecting Goosebump books, and um, when I was younger, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark were my all-time favorite books. I have the original ones. I understand that they they did something weird, like they remade the artwork because it was too scary or something. <laughs> it seems like these books have been around for way too long for that, don't you think? <laughs> but anyway, so that's it. That's me in a nutshell. I hope you guys can appreciate where I came from. I'm sure a lot of you have the same stories behind where you came from. Uh, Next episode, I'm going to be diving into a little ditty called Blood Diner. This movie is amazing. So check it out. Watch it so you can ride along with me in the next episode and talking about it. However, I was going to tell you all the places you could watch it for free. And unfortunately, it has been removed from all of the streaming apps to be watched for free. So I don't know if that means one of the TV stations, sci-fi or something like that has picked it up to play or I'm actually not even sure why sometimes you can watch stuff for free and then later you can't. I mean, you can buy it. I purchased my DVD online. It's going to be gorifyingly fantastic to talk about. (laughs) That's it. This is my intro episode. Uh, Please like, subscribe, and follow. Check out my Instagram, My Killer Podcast. Check me out on YouTube at My Killer Podcast. And you can email me at mykillerpodcast at gmail.com. Go watch this movie so we can talk about it. Go watch this movie. Don't watch it after because I don't want to be spoiling everything for you. Plus, some of the things I'm going to be talking about with this movie are so fucked up, you're not even going to believe it. So I need you to watch it so that you will believe the things that I tell you about it. So last but not least, drop me some five stars and some beautiful words on iTunes for a review. And I will catch you next time for Blood Diner. Peace.